Welcome to Parent Driven Development. I'm Kay Wu, and today I'm here with my friend Chris. Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm here with my friend Allison. Hi, I'm Allison, and today we are talking about what's on everyone's mind, and that is coronavirus, COVID-19. For those of us on the panel, it's it's on our mind in a lot of different ways. It's on our minds in terms of how we're feeling. It's on our minds in terms of our children and what our companies are doing and various, you know, just waiting to see sort of what happens next. It's it's on our mind for, in a lot of different ways. And we know that it's on a lot of other people's minds as well. So we wanted to talk about it. I think we should start by talking about like, how's, how's everyone feeling? I think, Allison, you had a, a, a tweet where you're like, you, you're, you're waffling back and forth between like, you know, I have to live my life to like, I need to like, panic and hide ever I'm definitely I'm definitely in there somewhere (laughs) yeah same here I mean like I so my husband towards tends to like go down sort of like panic paths with these things so he hit his sort of like peak like probably two weeks ago at this point or a week and a half ago and pulled himself off of Twitter which was really helpful for him and I yeah I think that my sort of like concern has been raising and you know part of me is part of me is like it's fine like you know my family is fortunate enough not to be in a like in a high risk group as long as we like my husband and I talked about what our what our plan would be for self quarantine like if he gets a fever if i get a fever if one of our children gets it like what is our plan for for self quarantine how do we communicate that with you know with with our so a lot of our planning has been around like how do we make sure that the people around us don't get sick right and then how do if we get sick and then yeah so I'm like okay well as long as we're washing our hands and being vigilant like there's nothing to be worried about and then at the same time I'm just like I I will say that recently like when I've gone out anywhere I've been like, should I be in this coffee shop? Oh my God, I shouldn't be in this coffee <laughs> shop. Why am I in this coffee shop? Did that person just sneeze over there? Like, what is going on? And so it's, yeah, it's definitely like a a mix of like, everything's fine. I can go to a coffee shop. I will wash my hands and carry hand sanitizer, et cetera. And like, no, no, I should really just like stay home until the end of time, potentially. <laughs> right, right. Well, we just had a dry run, the, the, the light version this last weekend where my son Friday was like, I'm not feeling good. My throat's sore. And then Saturday went on a play date with a friend and the the other mom's like, he's exhausted. Uh, And he came home and had a fever and we're like, uh, so we took him to the doctor and he tested positive for the flu. So we're like, Oh, thank God we know what it is. (laughs) But then we, we immediately went into family, you know, quarantine and being, you know, uh, a middle school boy, he's more than happy to just hang out in his room all day long by himself. He, you know, has a computer and a phone and, you know, can keep himself entertained just perpetually. And so he did that. And like so far, you know, knock on wood, the whole family has been just fine. Uh, You know, he's he hasn't had a fever in, you know, four or five days now. So, you know, I think we're we successfully made it. 
And we were pretty strict. It was like, you're in your room. You can go to your bathroom. Like, okay, now that you're done, we'll, we'll go wipe it down. But, you know, with, with other things coming up, we, we didn't want to mess around with, with how this worked. And so that was kind of an interesting exercise. And we've done it in the past, too, where, you know, one of us has gotten sick with something like that. And we successfully made it out without other members of the family coming down with anything. But, you know, you never know. It's just something new. Like, it could be different. We might do things wrong or just drop the ball. <laughs> definitely, definitely unsure. I will say thinking about uh, because he was sick, I wound up spending a few days at home and I wasn't on social media very much. And at the end of that time, I was feeling much better. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. I, you know, I think, you know, we'll come out of this just fine. And then I went into the office and kind of got, you know, working world and saw the uh, anxiety of the people, you know, out and about, uh, especially my coworkers at, at the office. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm worried again. Uh, and went right back to the, okay, we need to shut everything down and uh, I'll, I'll go hide in our holes. <laughs> so one of the things that we were, that we we're anxious about it was, is we're in a similar boat as you, where no one in the immediate family is in a high-risk group. But we do have some you know, extended family and other folks, grandparents and stuff that we we that are in those groups. So it's definitely like, you know, for watching out for the kids, I'm not super stressed about that. It seems like that'll be fine. And I'm more stressed about, are we going to continue to be able to go to the grocery store or are they all going to close down? Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I will say that we're practicing as much as possible, like, you know, some sort of social. So like our nanny is on the older side. And so, you know, we're making sure to not go close to her. Like my my mom was here yesterday because I did decide to leave the house after like I was supposed to leave at a certain time. And I had like a 20 minute like analysis paralysis delay. But eventually I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to this state. Like, I'm, it's going to be fine. I'm going to this place. Anyway, so my mom was here so that she could watch the kids for like an hour at the end of the day. And she this morning, she like went to give me a hug. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she <was> like, <laughs> and, and she was like, what? And I was like, we are not hugging right now. You should not be hugging anyone right now. Don't hug people. <laughs> So, and I will say, I mean, like, I, she she said that I eh, maybe, like, worried her a little bit. But I told her, because she she babysat for my niece the other day, and then she was, like, gonna, gonna run errands around downtown. And, and I said to her, I said, look, I said, they are recommending that people over 60 change their daily routines and not, like, you know, and not interact as much as the like just not like go, be out and about and I was like so please like only only run I was like I'm not telling you to not I'm not telling you to not leave your house I'm not telling you to not run errands I was like but you know run the errands that you need to run make sure that you're like being careful and you know she was gonna she was like thinking about like doing lunch out before coming here I was like we have plenty of food like just like <laughs> right. just come here and so yeah I mean so I yeah so she said that I like sort of freaked her out a little bit but I don't know part of me is like yeah I'm okay with that <laughs> like, well and my take on it is if it's not a big inconvenience 
why not take the precaution? <laughs> like, yeah. and and even if it is, maybe it's worth it. But if if it's not an inconvenience, then you know, just take the precaution. And then if you know, if cooking some food, cooking, you know, a little bit of lunch for you know myself or you know one of the kids or something like that is is not a big deal. Like I should probably be doing it anyways. But you know, often I would it'd be a lot more fun to to go out and get a sandwich or something like that but why not kind of like you know i i work in tech i write code like i can do that at home just fine so why not <laughs> i should just take those things and, and go with it you know there, there's no repercussions for you know cooking <laughs> that sort of thing so we should at least do those things and yeah the biggest impact i'm feeling right now is i have kids that are in sports and other things like that and and just things are getting canceled left and right and that's that's probably where we're feeling the most inconvenience and that's really about all it is it's just kind of inconvenient that you know and gymnastics meets are canceled and field trips are being canceled yeah i and, will say that that was like really helpful for us in sort of because I think also it's it's interesting because I think that tech like I think tech very quickly just like shut it all down like it was just like what is going on everything's closed no one is traveling everyone is working from home like shut it all down and it it happened I mean I think it's I think it happened so quickly in tech because we have more like tools and abilities to just work from wherever, right? Like even places where you're mostly in the office, like everybody has some flexibility to like to work from home. So I think it was really easy for like for folks in tech to like to just flip that switch. But I also think that I like I needed to gain a little bit of perspective because I was like, oh, my God, it's all like everything's canceled. It's all, like I had. <laughs> I think that I've had Shut like, everything eight, tra- down. <laughs> like I've had eight or nine travel like trips canceled over the next few like until the end of May or mid June like just yeah completely completely canceled and so when I was like oh my god this is a really really big deal everything's canceled I you know I just like I talked to some of my friends who aren't in tech to be like hey I'm curious like are you all working from home yet? Like what new policies are in place for, for you all? Because I like needed a little bit of perspective. And I think that one of the things that helped us is that like, again, because we're not in a high risk group, like most of our planning isn't, it isn't necessarily around like the, the concern or panic around the illness. It's more around like, how do we make sure people around us aren't getting sick? And like our planning will be, an inconvenience, right? Like, like my husband and I talked about if we need to self quarantine, or if our nanny does, you know, or if we decide that like, it's she shouldn't like, she shouldn't come to our house for any reason, you know, like, what would we do about work? And we were sort of like, okay, well, we will, you know, we will, we'll go every other day, right? So we'll just We'll we'll switch off. And so I think that talking through those things like helped us see that it was I mean, luckily for us, like an inconvenience, but not like a not something to necessarily panic about. I am curious, though, like, you know, with with school age kids and right, like what what concerns or like what has your company rolled out anything for like if parents have to 
take off for a few weeks while schools are closed or anything like that? So we rolled out, our CEO sent out a, an email and said, hey, like, you know, everybody is can work from home. You're, you know, you're, it wasn't uh, mandatory, but you can. And we haven't gone to mandatory, at least not yet. And we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if we wound up saying, you know, only come in if you have to type thing. And, and we have a number of parents on our team and, you know, and of course, the, everyone on the engineering team, I'm, I'm, you know, we're talking to very closely. And, you know, we have a, a, a mother that has twins that are in elementary school and, <laughs> and their school system got shut down through the end of the month. And so I got an email this morning saying, you know, I'm going to be out through the 30th. <laughs> but then we, you know, we just kind of coordinated and she's going to get some extra help and be able to juggle and work remote. And, you know, if it needs any hardware or anything like that, we'll, we'll just get it or meet halfway type thing. So we're having to work through that. But even that is, you know, slightly inconvenient at worst. So yeah, it, it, that goes back to just being spoiled in the type of work I do. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have a, a, a very good friend who's a midwife um, and on our group text, she chimed in and said that she's going to be delivering babies via Zoom meeting from now on. So, you know, I, I understand that lots of people don't have that choice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it, I will say it's, it's, it, at GitHub, they just rolled out a really, because this was, there were a lot of parents that were really concerned about the, I mean, we have unlimited PTO, but there were a lot of parents that were really concerned, like, you know, what if we, what if we can't make milestones? What if, you yeah. know, like, there were a lot of people experiencing a lot of anxiety around question marks around this. And yeah. so GitHub just announced a policy where it's basically like two weeks of, <laughs> it's sort of like, Talk to your manager, make sure that your manager is communicating like any, you know, any ways that this may change, like, you know, the thing that you're supposed to be delivering and, you know, like two weeks fully pay, like, don't worry about pay, don't worry about, you know, et cetera. And like, if you need to take time or work alternate hours, et cetera, et cetera, that like, it's fine. Again, I think that GitHub like already as a remote company is uniquely positioned to, to be able to yeah. roll roll out things things like that but I don't know what other companies are doing like it'd be interesting to hear if because like a school might be closed but you could okay so like for example a lot of colleges are closing and so a lot of a lot of college kids are coming home early or home right so like if like if I'm working from home and our family is fine right like could I get like a mother's helper from the neighborhood who could watch the kids <laughs> right <laughs> right and so like i'm like yeah. i'm curious if i don't know if any companies are offering sort of like you know reimbursements or you know something for for th for those sorts of things but you know i it's i think it'd be interesting to hear we will probably hear about it like as more schools get closed and as as these policies and things and things come out but my hope is that companies you know are are understanding and are able to roll out these policies and, you know, be, be understanding of it's, you know, it's, it's hard. And like, if your school is closed for like two weeks, it's like, okay, if it's a day, like, you know, you can, you can use the good old TV babysitter potentially, yeah. but you know, not for, not for three weeks. <laughs> like No, well, and, and that's one of the things like being at a smaller company that, you know, runs uh, much leaner. If all the parents 
took that option. If, you know, if we had had an option like that and all the parents took that, it would probably mean really bad things for the company. Like, you know, this, this would be something where like we could, we could offer this and take the gamble that now, you know, we couldn't afford to keep everybody on, on, on board type thing, which is worse. And so I don't think it's going to wind up being a problem, you know, even if schools close down for multiple weeks, you know, just like if we, you know, somebody had gotten very sick and couldn't work like that would hurt, especially on, you know, projects that only have one or two people working on them. But we would, you know, talk about it, get together. The people who could do the things will will step in. But there isn't a, you know, a, a nice clear cut policy. And, and it's mostly because we just don't feel like we can. And I'm really hoping it's not a problem. And, you know, I know I know that we get, uh, you know, support from folks to come up with creative ways to, to make sure that we can keep productive. But Man, it would hurt if we just, you know, stopped all momentum across the board. So, but I also assume partners are having the same problems too. So, you know, just like when holiday season rolls around and uh, momentum kind of comes grinding to a stop, but it's okay because, you know, the other companies are also, you know, losing that velocity and not, you know, making as much progress and are not, you know, yelling about it. So it, it's kind of all right. <laughs> yeah, I sort of feel like this in terms of like broadly describing the phenomenon, it's just ruthless prioritization on everything everywhere, like personal and work wise. And I very much feel our our privilege and like very grateful for that and, and other choices Absolutely. that we made in the past for stability reasons, you know, because I'm like, okay, I'm like nestled in the cocoon of a, a very large corporation and that will that will serve as a decent buffer for some amount of time and and you know even even so from from that decision like you know if we with with two parents working or i mean i'm still on leave for another few weeks so i'll, I'll shoulder most of the burden when we pull our toddler from school but if if things are still similar to this when we're both back at work i've just been kind of going with the assumption that both of our companies would more or less, except that we are, we would each essentially be at 60% capacity at yep. best, you know, mm-hmm. and what we can done to, to just keep the lights on, like everyone is survival mode medically and metaphorically. Yes, work that's the, uh, survival mode <laughs> applies very well across the board here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel like I've started to, to get to a, a point where each each thing I consider that involves leaving the house and into a place where other people are congregating is like, okay, you know, at, at some point cabin fever will set in. So the balance might change, but, but like, like there's a, there's a dance studio in town and, and they are offering a rare session of adult hip hop classes that I would love to be able to support. And in general, I'm a little worried about the small businesses in our town because, right. you know, I could very much want to support the local community, but I'm like, I want to go, but what if I go and I get sick and that impacts breastfeeding for my daughter? Like I would be so upset about that after everything we went through this time around to get it done, you know, or if we go and then like, I feel like my husband and I were coming from more per- more from the perspective of we don't want to be the ones that then pass it on to our our older relatives and whatnot. exactly yeah yeah so I'm curious Kaylee you just mentioned if you choose to pull your 
pull your son out from preschool. And it's, I'm, I'm curious. So we, with our, so we have one with a nanny and one, one at preschool, we have had a, a bunch of new rules implemented at preschool. So like we have to do a temperature, so we have to take their temperature before Ooh. going to preschool. And then at preschool, they're currently like buying enough thermometers so that like like forehead thermometers so that everybody Mm. uh, so that every classroom has one and once they have those like there will be a temperature check once every kid gets to school and then they're also doing sort of like a I guess sort of like a medical visual once over and Mm. basically the the guidelines that that we were sent was sort of like if like if anything seems off with your child, we're sending them home, which right. Like part of me is like, part of me is like, uh, like part of me is like, okay, that's good. And the other part of me is like, oh my God. But you know, and then obviously they're like being much more vigilant about like hand sanitizer and and washing hands, which I have to say, like, I don't hate that. I mean, our preschool (laughs) in general is like really good about like washing hands as soon as you come into the classroom, et cetera. But like, I don't hate the extra vigilance of like washing hands at at preschool and like just even being like even more careful about that. But I will say that like we we've decided that like unless the school closes, it's probably very unlikely that we will like pull our son out of preschool but I did like I saw a chain on our local like parenting listserv today about people that are considering like keeping their kids home from school or, you know, pulling their their kids out. And I was I was curious, like if either of you have that consideration, if you've seen extra like rules and precautions go into place. Well, I know our, our county's public school system is closed on Monday so that the teachers can learn about remote learning strategies. So they're, they're, they're prepping, you know, as if they will have to close the school for an extended period of time and have some sort of fallback, you know, education can continue situation. A, a lot of the, the concerns that it so- sounds like y'all have just don't apply as much when, you know, the kids get older, because, you know, now that, you know, middle school age, I can say, all right, you know, here's your list of chores and homework and things like that. Go and do it. And they don't, you know, need to be, you know, a, watched as closely <laughs> and I can go and do work. It, you know, it just gets a lot easier to be able to do work. I can have them pull out their computer and work on homework while I'm sitting right next to them on my computer working on work, work. So that doesn't worry me. I do worry a little bit about them, you know, driving me nuts and, and going stir crazy or, or, you know, getting on each other's nerves, uh, that sort of thing. But, you know, once, once we're, you get up to that, late elementary school age, they're just a whole lot more autonomous and it does make it easier. It is interesting though, to think about like, you know, if both of your children, like if everyone is like, everybody is home, like quote unquote work it, right? Like everybody is doing everything from home, right? Either like going to school, but from home, like remotely and working remotely. And it's, (laughs) It's like an interesting. It, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode <laughs> or some sort of like anti-utopia story of some sort where you, you don't do anything, you just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I know Allison knows this, but we did a, a house renovation, which we we lived, we had to move out, and while we moved out, we were just in a tiny little place, and 
if this had happened then, it would have been uh, like amazingly frustrating. <laughs> like we, there was nowhere to go. And my, there were times when my wife and I were both home and we like both needed to take a call. And it was like, all right, I'm going to go into the bathroom and close the door. And then you have to go like out into the living room because otherwise, you know, you, you, you we just can't be on calls at the same time. <laughs> so I, you know, I get him and privileged and spoiled by having a, you know, the whole office with the door I can close so that I can take calls and continue to be productive, you know, especially while the kids are practicing instruments or, or, or whatever it is that they need to do. For me, I feel like the thing with the the toddler age children, like when, when you're in that <laughs> unfortunate or more difficult period of, you know, like <laughs> they, unfortunate yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> both, you know, both need a lot more space to be active and like get all the wiggles out. But not yet old enough to trust with something like hand washing consistently. <laughs> My connection was too bad earlier, but what I, what I meant to try to say was, Chris, I was impressed that when your son was sick over the weekend that that you took measures to try to contain like even within the family, even within the house. Because I think my husband and I, we have been sort of operating from the assumption that if either of our children gets sick, like we are almost definitely going to get sick. So we aren't even, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm like, like I'm trying we, to no, stop to eating the... my toddler's leftovers. Like yeah. that's not as much <laughs> yeah. as I'm doing. We, we did and... the same. Like when, when we talked about our self-quarantine, like we were like, okay, if I get sick or if my husband gets sick, we will self-quarantine. If either of our children get sick, we will just assume everyone is sick and everyone yeah. is self yes. is like, we are just all self-quarantining for two weeks. Like, cause it's yeah. like, yeah, if, if my two-year-old or my four-year-old are sick, like every, everyone is sick. <laughs> and it, it used to be that, like, I, I remember that exact assumption of like, up, oh, like, you know, got sent home from daycare and like, oh, we're all going down. And, um, <laughs> and, and we were just resolved to it. And there was kind of a, a phase where we started, like, somebody would would get a cold or something and then everyone else was fine and and now and, and it's been a few years we, where we'll do something i remember like you know a, a, a couple of years ago the kids were a little bit younger and you know my daughter got the flu and we're like all right no problem we got a little tv and put it in her room and like we got flat foods we could slide underneath the door and we're like all right <laughs> and we but when we successfully did it we we're like holy crap that worked <laughs> like, like, nobody jinx it that worked <laughs> yeah this is that's like a parenting milestone no one has talked about before. <laughs> now i'm mentally bookmarking like you know what it doesn't um, have to be this way <laughs> temporary setup so yeah so like the way we think about it is like different vectors into our house and so like it's me the baby my husband who works from home and like that's that's why we're considering I I think we might starting tomorrow pulling our son from from his preschool because like we didn't do it today mostly because we it you know there are cases getting reported from from the town that surrounds ours and his school like there are only eight or nine other students you know but really just like that is the most likely like incoming part right now since since we've <laughs> since we on a on a normal basis already have a fairly socially distant lifestyle <laughs> and have you know have ramped up even from that from that baseline and I feel like our 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 philosophy is a little bit like let's kind of 
I do, we do feel some civic responsibility in terms of doing what we can, like while we have the, while we're in the position to, to, to try to deny the virus a few more additional hosts and just try to help buy some time until the weather heats up around here. Yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to hold out for. It's funny that you mentioned that you sort of like already have a fairly like socially distant, (laughs) like, cause we thought the same thing. So my, like my, my husband usually works from an office, but his, his office actually just closed like a week or two ago for renovations and it'll be closed until July. So like, so he's, he's recently started being like full-time work from home. I'm full-time work from home. We have, you know, a nanny with our little one. So, you know, how much she, like how much she goes to sort of public places is, you know, it's like, varying degrees and you know and you know our nanny is like using great judgment around what they're doing or not and so yeah like when we when we think about it also her like like our son is the uh, is probably the vector through which like something would come into into our house and again like we're not there there are not as many cases around here like quite yet so we're you know like we're not we're not taking that measure yet but yeah when we when we thought about it we were also like eh, we also like don't really do that much stuff already so. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I definitely have folks that are full-time remote on on our team that are just like i've been training for this for years <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i think my like last question for us to discuss around this and and i will I'll preface this with this is like foreshadowing for what my fail for the for the week. Would be. <laughs> but I'm I'm curious how people are taught. We all sort of have kids of varying ages and how our kids are being communicated to about coronavirus, how we're communicating with our kids about coronavirus, like what sorts of things. So I will give an example. This is not my fail. I'm trying to like give examples that don't like give away my fail for the end. But <laughs> my my son, they have been talking about it at school in terms of, you know, like washing hands and, you know, like more careful, et cetera. And also my son has noticed the prevalence. So like he has a weekly gymnastics class that hasn't been canceled yet, but they like really have stepped up like, you know, wiping things down and hand sanitizer on your way in and on your way out and the whole deal. And so he'll say things now at the dinner table. Like I remember before when the virus wasn't alive and I didn't have to put hand sanitizer on all the time. And so so it's been, Oh, and that, and the other day he said the other day he asked to see a picture of the virus because he said that one of his, friends from preschool's mom showed them a picture of the virus. And so he was like, I want to see a picture of the virus too. And so we were like, just sort of looking at like pictures of coronavirus. And I sort of like wonder in my son's mind, like what he thought a picture of the virus would like would look like. But it's really interesting, like how he's what he's hearing and how he's thinking about stuff. And so I'm curious, like how folks are yeah, like dealing with what their kids are hearing, how they're talking to their kids, that sort of stuff. So my my daughter, who's older, she she'll come home with some misconceptions, but you know it's like it's interesting to talk to her about that sort of thing because I feel like in, in, in a lot of ways she's more informed than like coworkers <laughs> because the school is very proactive in telling you know 
and upfront and telling them what's going on. And, you know, she's in a civics class that talks about uh, current events uh, and they talk about, you know, government handling this and, you know, what's going on and what uh, the different organizations that are involved in. And so she's aware. Now, we were pretty clear and made sure to reinforce that, like, look, you know, you don't have to be worried for for your well-being, like, for the most part, it, you know, you're you're not at risk, <laughs> you're young, you're healthy, et cetera. You know, we have to be really careful because not everyone in our family is. And then th- the flip side, you know, for my son, he's just a little more oblivious. And, you know, I was explaining something like, oh, well, we got to do this, you know, because of, you know, the coronavirus. And he's like, the what? I was like, you know why you're washing your hands all the time? And he's like, no. <laughs> and so he was, you know, he was dutifully washing his hands every time he got home, but he didn't, he didn't really realize why and so you know i explained i'm like schools might be closed and and you know other activities and that sort of thing and like oh okay and didn't seem to internalize or stress out about about it at all so for ours are even our oldest it's still young enough that we can get and not quite a fail but certainly not something i'm i'm excited to say our approach has been the washing hands we're just like you know he's constantly why 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 washing hands every time we come home from outside now? We're just like, those are the rules, kid. Yeah, <laughs> it it so. is really cute to hear him, two and a half years old, repeat to himself, that's the rules. That's the rules. That's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I will say we also, we, we've implemented a few new rules with my son that he, that we anticipated some like meltdowns about and he's actually been like really good and under so an understanding so we told him that he is not allowed to bring any toys to preschool right now and so like our, our school doesn't have any rules about that you know like kids can bring like they can bring little toys from home you know they they share them it's fine whatever and so he's used to having like he's used to having you know bringing stuff that he wants to share or like you know bring different things and so we've we've told him that he that he can't bring any that he can't bring any toys from home to school right now and that one was like he was sort of bummed about it but he understood he's also this is sort of like he's also recently started like lending his toys to his friends and then his friends are not giving his toys back so we're trying to like it's a little bit of a lesson and like hey you can't just like give your stuff out to anybody who like asks you for it so that's like we had already sort of been thinking about this rule anyway but he handled that one really well and then the other one that I was a hundred percent expecting a complete meltdown around was at preschool there is one of the staff members always has cookies and candy in their office and at the end of the day kids can like kids can pop in and like take you know take a cookie or take a you know take a candy piece or whatever and so it's it's sort of like and that person isn't there all the time but I would say like more often than not they're there and their office door is open so kids just you know pop in and it's sort of like a regular routine, like that most, you know, always checks if that staff person's door is open and like Layla now knows to do, you know, like, you know, she now checks also. It's, you know, it's sort of part of the, for better or worse, it's like become part of the pickup routine. Anyway, we told him the other day that he cannot, cause it's just like, it's just like an open bag of cookies and 
we so we told him the other day that he he can't he can't have any cookies or candy from that staff person's office until he was like until the virus goes away i was like yeah (laughs) until the virus goes away and he was like okay i understand which was actually like i mean I don't know. Somebody who's used to like getting a cookie after school every day, being told that like there will be no cookies until the virus is gone. I like, I don't know. As an adult, I might melt down about that. <laughs> like, I know. So we have also put like some additional rules in place. I'm Do super impressed with that, just because of like of you know a virus. It's it's such an abstract concept. I feel because you cannot, mm. in fact, point to something for real and and look at it and see. So, yeah. I mean, I think, okay, so I will say that, like, my husband is wonderful. He's, like, a little bit of a germaphobe, so our children are probably, like, a little bit more aware of, like, this idea of a virus because anytime anyone gets sick, like, everything gets wiped, like, the Lysol, the Clorox, like, everything gets wiped down, and and we do tell, like, when either of our children, like, if either of our children are sick or has a cold or something, like, they're they're not allowed to hug each other which is like a really, really big deal for them. And so, uh, you know, they're like slightly aware of like this concept of like, you know, germs or virus or whatever. And actually Devin is really pretty obsessed with like not sharing spit. It's like a thing that like totally grosses him out. Like the idea of like drinking from somebody else's cup or like sharing spit or like any any of that stuff. And so, I don't know, we, we were, <laughs> we've like, seeded some neuroses I think in our in our child before this whole scenario even came to be (laughs) all right we are moving on to genius and fails so this is the part of our show where we share something in the last couple of weeks that happened that was really amazing a total genius move something that went really well or a fail so something that you know didn't go really well or that made us feel like pretty bad parents who would like to start? So I can have, I can go with one. And this one isn't uh, kids related, nor is it coronavirus related. This is has to do with our pets. But it was one of these things that was driving me nuts. We have two older cats and they're very sweet, very good cats, but they're just definitely getting older. They're, I believe, about 16 years old. And one of them has gone blind and bumps into walls, poor, poor kitty. But they had their box downstairs and I, I swear they were like peeing outside the box and I, I was going insane. And, and like every day I was going down there and finding, you know, puddles or multiple puddles. And, uh, you know, it was, it was going to be the end of me or the cats or both. And it, it turns out that next to where their box is kind of around the corner in this little hallway, we also put out their food and water. And the dog kept getting down and eating the, the cat food. So eventually I, I, I built a wall out of a big five-gallon buckets. And and I declared it was the cat permeable corgi door so that the, the dog couldn't get through. And put it up. And sure enough, the dog can't squeeze through the gaps, but the, cat, the cats can. So they can go in and out just fine. And then the thing that stunned me, which was kind of my fail for, for weeks and weeks, was that, like, there was no more pee appearing on the floor outside of the litter boxes. <laughs> so turns out it wasn't the cats at all. I guess the dog went down and just, you know, <laughs> to, to support the cats. He was framing the cats. <laughs> no. And so, sure enough, 
like the pee stopped and I I haven't had to scrub the floor ever since I put up my my very classy looking five gallon bucket cat permeable corridor. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. I can go next. Okay. So, this is this is a COVID-19 fail. So, like 2 weeks ago when this is actually multiple fails. <laughs> Two weeks ago when all of this stuff sort of like first started happening. So both my my husband had a trip scheduled to his HQ and then I had a trip scheduled the following week to, to my HQ. And so as cases started to like be reported, you know, and as things were like just starting to like trickle into the into the US, we, you know, he and I, we were just talking about our, we were talking about our trips and we were talking about, we were talking about masks and we were like, oh, maybe we should, you know, like, maybe we should wear a mask on a plane. You know, that seems like the the place that we're like most, most exposed to stuff. And so just like, you know, mentioned at the kitchen table and like sort of during, during dinner and, and Devin sort of like got freaked out and he was like, he was like, um, do I have to wear a mask? Like, what if I, if I travel, I don't like masks. They don't, they don't feel com- comfortable on my face. And we were, you know, we were like, Oh no, no, we were like, don't, you know, don't. And we were like, Oh, well, you know, there's, there's like, there's this new germs, there's this new virus that are germs. And, you know, it's like some people are getting sick. And so, you know, daddy and I are just talking about on the airplane, like different, different things that we, that we might want to do. And he was like, you know, am I going to get sick? And, you know, we were like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's not anyway. So, but that was the point where we were like, okay, we need to be like more careful about what we, what we talk about, et cetera. So we became more careful about it. And we, 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 we thought that we stopped talking about it around him. And we're very careful about like what topics we brought up, et cetera. So a week later, his class is we get these dailies home from preschool about like what their conversations every day and whatnot so we get this daily home and they're talking about where they want to like give some charity money to some tzedakah to and every kid has like their little like mini snippet and Devin's is like multiple lines and it starts with like well there is this virus going around the world and because there is this virus we should do blah 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 and so so Kala and I were like oh okay we have not been good enough about this apparently since our child is like still a little bit anxious like still hearing anyway so then we like we pulled back even further and we were talking about it, I don't know, maybe like four days ago. We weren't even tight. Like, we were just talking about our day. And Colin was mentioning that he was stressed. And he, like, spelled a bunch of words. Like, he was just like, oh, you know, my day was fine. But, you know, I'm a little S-T-R-E-S-T-G. You know, like, he was, he was like, spelling anything that could have even been, like, mildly anxiety. <laughs> and Devin, like, interrupts us in the middle. And he goes, are you talking about the virus? And we were like, oh my God. So that is a hundred percent. Like my multiple fail is that we, anyway, so now we're just like really sticking to like, how was your day? Were you nice to your friends? What was something funny that happened today? <laughs> so that we're not like accidentally making our child our very aware intuitive child 
anxious. That's our fail. Too smart. <laughs> Too smart. It's one of those things where when examples of that come up, I have to... <laughs> Our son is like, our thing is he's, he's very persistent. So we're constantly telling us, telling ourselves like, okay, it's very frustrating right now. It makes our lives as parents difficult in the (laughs) short term, but this grit is going to be great for the rest of his life. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But also I would like to go to bed now if that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have a pretty low stakes one to share. We've uh, non-virus related at all. We have been trying to move from once daily toothbrushing to twice daily toothbrushing. And I feel like one of my strengths as a parent is the research a thing I can buy on the internet to deliver to our house that will make logistics easier. That's like a a niche that I really excel at. (laughs) And you know, our son's getting very much into the, you know, I, I do it, I do it uh, for everything phase and just, you know, we've gone through like half a tube of kids toothpaste in like a week with him squeezing out the toothpaste too much and then rinsing it off. Anyway, it turns out that they are, they do make a kids toothpaste that comes with a pump dispenser. So rather than just having to squeeze it through, he can just push down on the pump and then it has a, as it closes, it also kind of very helpfully sort of cuts the, the, the bit of toothpaste that came out. And that's, gonna, do it that's been working really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. You have to stay within arm's reach and then like whisk it <laughs> out of the way. I, I, I have also recently rearranged all our bathroom storage shelves. Previously it was like a shelf of, stuff that my husband and I share then like his shelf and then my shelf based on our height and now it is it is it is ordering from from highest to lowest what I would most be annoyed that my son would get into versus least annoyed if he throws it on the floor so like that's how we're prioritizing that that's the organizational strategy right now that's valid valid strategy (laughs) yeah that's where we're at all right Thanks so much for listening to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions you'd like us to chat about on air, email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com, or you can find us on Twitter at parentdrivendev. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash parentdrivendev. And rate us on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you very much. 